We always knew this day was coming. The project Bob Iger's career will always be judged upon. The entertainment industry will never be the same. This is Disney Plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Disney Deconstructed Podcast. I'm your host, Lane Calder, and today I'm joined, as always, by my good friends, Jake Moody. Yo. And Spencer Bennett. What's up? <laughs> today, we are going to be talking about Disney Plus, because what else? And, yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, it came out at the time we were recording this. It came out just yesterday, um, yesterday morning. Um, 6 a.m. my time, I guess 3 a.m. your guys' time, I believe. I think that's when it came out. Uh, yep. And then we had all day to kind of, um, first of all, figure out our account. Yeah. <laughs> because, because, uh, Took a little we, sec. us, yeah, us three are splitting an account because you can have four users on it. Uh, and it took quite a while to get all the kinks sorted out. Um, but, but we, we are did. past that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, the sheer volume of people who were using it, I think, yesterday kind of overwhelmed some of the servers. Well, it and like whatnot. broke the you internet. Know, yeah. It was te- trending te- on every social media. Yeah. You know, uh, tech jibber jabber. All and, that jazz. But anyway, we, we got our, our stuff sorted out and we were able to finally get in and kind of play around. Um, and we boy, to- oh boy, at least did I <laughs> play around with it. I mean, I haven't stopped either being on the thing or thinking about it since the website started working. Yeah, I last night I decided that instead of doing my math homework, I was going to spend four hours watching The Clone Wars. Oh, and it was wow. like 2 a.m. And I was like, oh, no, I have class at eight. And then I went to <laughs> sleep. Nice, perfect. But it's yeah, I, I think every moment of my life that I have free time that I want to be on Disney Plus. Wow. It's a hit. There's I so mean, it, much content. It is a hit. Yeah. I've got to be honest. I'm on it right now. <laughs> yeah. The um, server's open on my laptop in front of my face. So I figure maybe I can we watch will, something uh, on silent. Of course, a chunk of this episode will be devoted to the Mandalorian because that was, um, you know, probably the flagship title that that uh, yeah. disney plus it was, launched with. it was the major selling point yeah absolutely at least at this moment in time but yeah i am eager and excited to talk about the other things you guys watch how you like scrolling around on it uh weird things you saw other like i don't know random things that were good that you clicked on i mean i think i'm more in the boat of spencer i've I found myself watching The Lion Guard this morning. Like, I'm just clicking on <laughs> random things. <laughs> yeah, I've added... I, my watch list is, like, filled. It is, uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if they just let you keep adding stuff or that there's, like, a cap on the watch oh, list. They're going to keep I'm like, letting oh, you add things. I'm like, oh, 20,000 leagues? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll that's add on that. Mine. Rocketeer. Uh, Rocketeer's on mine, too. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah. just, I see all of the stuff. And what's amazing is, like, the front page just barely has any access to like a lot of the shows. So yeah. I was like, yes. I was scrolling. I was yeah. like, Oh, Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, now like that. They have that like five bars of what you can click on. Right. But I was like searching. I was like, Oh, let me search Christmas. And there's like these old Fox Christmas movies. And like, there's no mm-hmm. connection to the, like, it's like almost less of a streaming service. And just like the Disney archives. That's kind of what I think of. Yeah. It. yeah. 
Like it's I've just been, this um, huge thing with everything Disney's ever done. Yeah, in a in a decent amount of their advertising for this, they they've been driving home the fact like the vault is open. So you it's spend Disney your six dollars a month marketing. or whatever it is, and oh my god, and it is here. I, I don't know how I feel about the marketing, but dude, that's I love the point. The we already talked about. They gave that. me chills every time I saw them. Oh, the commercials are I... cool, but the specific like the way they tweet is like really weird. I, mm. It's it's a very specific <laughs> thing that I have, but I feel like their marketing team is trying to like talk directly to me and it's just odd where I just mm. want to hear about what you guys have as opposed to me on a Sunday morning and it's like that's a raven eating ice cream but that doesn't right. matter what matters is the Mandalorian oh yeah <laughs> the Mandalorian I want to watch I haven't watched Jeff Goldblum yet I need to do that uh, I did that I um, haven't watched that yet that. either yeah just, okay, so let's go through quickly oh. and talk about the things we've watched so far okay yeah so the first thing that I watched was um, the pilot episode of Spider-Man, the 1995 animated Ooh. series, because uh, I was waiting for some friends to show up to watch The Mandalorian. And I was like, oh, my God, they have all of pretty much all of the Spider-Man uh, animated series on here. Uh from you know all the different time periods so i was like we'll go 1995 um and just start at the beginning and uh yeah so that was a time it's it's aged interestingly and really it's quite it's quite goofy at this point when what's her name like madam web shows up and and whatnot if i'm gonna pull that out of your subconscious um madam yeah yeah dude you don't remember i do not know what that is Oh my gosh, dude! Did you even have a childhood? <laughs> I didn't watch Spider Man in the nineties. Oh my gosh, no, I didn't do it. So sad. Yeah, but yeah, that was the first thing I watched. Um, and then after that, I watched The Mandalorian. I, and then after Mandalorian, um, I watched Hawaiian Holiday, the the thirties. Um, oh Disney, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, cartoon. It's like the archives, yeah. man. They have all these old Mickey cartoons too. It's not yeah. just like TV and movies, yeah. it's everything. Yeah. There's a whole section that's Mickey Mouse through the years. It's crazy, you can, man. You can watch them like from Steamboat Willie up until now. For $7 a month, you are purchasing pretty much every piece of Disney content ever produced. What? Except for what's on Netflix still. Yeah, <laughs> which eventually will be back. But like, what? It's so cool. It's, it's so overwhelming. It is. You open it up, you're like, where do I even begin? There are people yeah. who, like, I know who have called out of their jobs. Like, people at school told me, like, oh, yeah, I called out of work to just watch everything. It's okay, like, so that's what did you watch? Me? Yeah. I watched The Mandalorian, obviously. Um, I watched Four Hours of the Clone Wars. I watched... <laughs> <laughs> I'm on, like, season two already. Um, oh, wow. I watched Forky Asked a Question, What is Money? Yeah. That was okay. Yeah, I got to get on that too. It's like three minutes long. It was cute. Um, mm. Yeah, it, they're like I thought it would be more of like ten minutes, but they're like three minute shorts. Me too. Um, but just fine. I mean, they were. They, I have a bound to pick with Pixar. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we were promised more Forky. No, it was it was <laughs> fine. Um, what else did I watch? I watched the like decorating Disney holiday magic. That oh, aired on yeah, TV yeah. like two years ago where they talk about how the castle gets all snowy oh, and yeah. stuff. It's a cool yeah. special. It gives you a little idea of, and it shows you how the parade runs. I don't know. It's cool. 
And I haven't watched any of the other like new shows yet, though. I need to do that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I I haven't watched Imagineering Story. That's like yet. the next oh, thing on my list. That's, yeah, that's on my list. I haven't watched Jeff Goldblum. Oh. Um, Jake, yeah. are you evidently okay? Jake had more time on his hands Dude, than we not did. Not even. I've been so busy. I woke up this morning so early because I had to finish this project, and I I don't even have that much time. I guess I do because I'm creating it. Uh, speaking it's of, important to you. I am I am making time for Disney yeah. Plus, and you damn well better do the same. <laughs> so yeah, the the first thing I clicked on was the Forky thing, and then I watched Jeff Goldblum. I watched the Imagineering special, Mandalorian. First episode of Lion Guard for no reason. Uh, <laughs> High School Musical, the musical, the series. Dude, you no that. way you watched that. Yes, oh I did. God. Dude, I think you're um, on record saying you're not going to watch that. Yep, and then look what happened. I don't know really <laughs> necessarily want to talk about it. but And what else did I... Oh, I watched a chunk of the Jane movie with the Nat Geo thing, which I actually was really excited about. Is that the so anyways, who with gorillas? Yeah, oh. yeah. That's oh, cool. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess Nat Geo, uh, every year they do like one big theatrical commercial documentary. So last year was Solo and that was a big deal and a really fun movie, which by the way is on Disney+. Plus. Oh my uh, God, I thought you were talking about Han Solo. I forgot about the rock climbing movie. <laughs> no. I was like, excuse me, is this a joke? Yeah, free Solo. Spencer, but, so the free the, Solo guy is from Sacramento. Oh, is he? Is he? Yeah, what a guy! It's an insane movie. You should watch it. No, it's no, I saw clips absurd. of it because I used to work at a movie theater and they would play it a lot. Right, um, right, right, right. Interesting. Anyways, um, so yeah, if you guys didn't watch the imaginary thing, I was super excited to talk about it. But uh, all that you guys need to hear from me and and audience worlds is, uh, first of all, I didn't realize it was a series. I thought it was this was just like an hour long documentary on Imagineering, but the whole first episode is like just. 40s and 50s Disneyland with like all this footage I had never ever seen before. Uh, Bob Gurr walks you into the Matterhorn and you see like all of the thing, like obviously the basketball court and like all these things. And obviously, like myself, especially you two, we know these stories. It's like nothing yeah. new. But for whatever, and I'm not, it's not just because it's on Disney Plus and it's exciting and new. The way that this thing is done is like so heartfelt. And so real that it felt like uh, this is probably the most flowery I'll ever talk about Disney. But it was like <laughs> it f the way that they were describing the early days, like the first decade of Disneyland, which is basically what this episode was. It felt so much like there were this little team and Walt was the quarterback, but nobody really knew exactly what they were doing. But they just happened to create such a like a perfect place. And I was like, it complete. It's no secret that. It, within like the last year or so, my enthusiasm for the parks, if you've been listening, it definitely you two know, I've definitely taken a weird turn in my progression with Disneyland, specifically Disneyland. But like, oh my God, I was tear, I was easily tearing up at this thing. Wow. And I was like, the small, it's a small world is the most beautiful thing that's ever been built in the history of the world. And Pirates of the Caribbean is like, it could not be more perfect. And I love that they put in the redhead. Like they had me going, uh, it was insane. So please start watching it. And they leave, they literally leave you on a cliffhanger. And I'm like, <laughs> so the, the second we're done with this, you guys got to go watch that. That's my I thing. That. Yeah. I, I think I will. Anyways. <laughs> Mandalorian, or do we want to talk more about uh, how the thing feels, or what do you guys think? I I will say real quick, I do love 
on a basic level the layout of the mm-hmm. of the program like i it just look it's nice to look at you know i like that you can pick your favorite you know character as your icon and that yeah. sort of thing it's it's fun um and uh i like it's easy to navigate around they don't give you too many options to look at at once which is smart um it's very clean and yeah it's yeah. a very clean look uh so there's like the the software review of it i don't we're not, obviously not really going to get into that yeah uh, but the design so, choices are interesting yeah and does absolutely. Matter, especially when you I just think, get the thing I think that it does look if I was going to compare it to any other like streaming program or service, I would say that it looks similar to Apple TV mm. oh. um, or at least at least how I remember Apple TV looking yeah. uh, when I when I used to have it. Uh, but that's probably the most like likewise thing that I I can compare it to. Yeah. Well, but, I think what really yeah. helps is that it it doesn't feel like it's an endless long list of shows. Obviously they have a huge catalog, but it, it it differs from Netflix where I'll I'll turn on Netflix and just be scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And then before I know it, it's time to go. And I didn't even click on anything where Disney plus feels like, uh, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't feel overwhelming while doing the exact same thing that Netflix does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find but myself my, with Netflix that I just scroll to. I'm like, oh, there's yeah. just so much going on here. And Do they, you guys remember uh, when Netflix did that thing a couple of years ago with where they had the Max, who was that guy you would click on, and then he would like ask you what you wanted to watch? Not at all. <laughs> was it, it was so failure? weird. Yeah, well, it was. He would always like choose things that you'd already seen, and he'd be like, "Have you seen this?" And oh, then you'd be funny. like, "Yes." And then he would like keep asking you questions, and then. It, you'd be like, yes, I've seen this as well, and I did not like it. And then he'd be like, okay. And then it would be like a half hour until you got something that you maybe would want to watch, and then you'd watch it, and then you didn't like it. <laughs> so, so yeah, they, they did away with, uh, they called it The Max from Netflix. Well, now they have they like the recommended, that well, that's just like a fancy recommended for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're just trying to like, I don't know, I think it was kind of at the hype of all of when like Siri was getting really popular, mm, right, you know, right. and when everyone was like shocked by the fact that you could talk, have a conversation with your phone. Right. Um, <laughs> so their Netflix was like, we can do this too. So did didn't not work uh, out well. Did not hit as hard as Siri apparently. Yeah. So was, was happy to see that there was no max involved in Disney plus. Yeah. What if it was, there are really subtle things max. on the, uh, platform that yeah besides i was like what the hell did this guy just say (laughs) the uh there are subtle things like it's annoying that there's no recently viewed like you have to go all the way back and find the thing you're watching if you stop and that's the one thing i see people semi like not complain about but just like oh i wish there was a recently viewed feature and i bet you it's there very soon yeah probably yeah um, the other thing, not that they need it, but I was like kind of looking forward to some type of recommendations. Like I, even though the catalog is huge and I feel like I, I feel like I know everything, although it's huge, but I also would have liked the, like the idea of some type of, Oh, you like this show? Here's three that are like that, which I, at yeah, least I haven't seen yet. Recommended section. Mm. 
But anyways, or, yeah, I had a lot of fun. I mean, fun. it was also the first day, so it'd be kind of hard to make, like, a people who watch this also watch this yeah, section, yeah. you know? Oh, that's But I'm true, sure actually. that maybe, like, along the line or down the line, that type of feature they would They just don't have in. the data yet, probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess you guys are totally right. I Can bet you within I the next couple weeks. Can I say something about there. the design of it? Mm-hmm. I love when you, like, hover over the logos, how you get, like, iconic imagery. Um, and even oh, like yeah, the, the, the Star desktop. Wars section where like there's like a Star Destroyer like flying in the background while you're picking a movie or a show like it's just the yeah. added touches it's very I don't know I really think it's cool the layout is really cool that is cool I I was noticing that too and I was kind of like playing around with it yeah. and like how you like hover over the Marvel logo and then uh, they start doing like the comic intro yeah. and whatnot that was very it's cool it's a cool design element. Have have you guys gotten it on your phones yet or no yeah no yeah, I didn't know that was uh, a thing. Yeah, the the app is very. I I think the app is very clean. Ooh, um, yeah. So far, I have it. You know, obviously on web browser. Um, the app on my phone, and then I also have the channel. I guess it's called, but basically, app on my Roku TV. Yeah, me too. That's how I've been um, using it. But yeah, uh, so yeah, and then I was just watching it. Um, because I have a I have a 4K Roku TV and I was just watching it. I didn't watch Mandalorian on it last night, but I was just watching it because I knew that Mandalorian was in HDR. So I was just watching the beginning of it to see how it looked. And man, that show is pretty. I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. This is one nice looking Star Wars show. <laughs> oh, it is the, the Star Wars show? Yeah. Okay. Well, now's as good a time as ever. I assume spoilers. I mean, I definitely want to talk about it. Oh, are we just going into yeah, it? Yeah. We have no more thoughts about the server as a whole? Well, um, I don't know. I had fun setting up my watch list. My only thing, I mean, is a huge credit to Disney is I just want more. Like, yeah. I I know the, you know, that they haven't hid the original content that's, like, coming in the future, all the cool Marvel shows and Star Wars shows and even Disney shows that I'm super looking forward to. And, you know, like, I... I was looking up, like, you know, the upcoming schedules, and it's far. Summer, like, summer 2021, fall 2021, it's a, it's a ways away. And then I also watched a little interview with um, Iger, like, through NBC or something, and he was like, although it's a huge accomplishment, we feel like we've changed the entertainment industry, creativity, da 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 This is not a 2019 game. It's not a 2020 game. He was like, it's not even a 2021 game. This thing is, like, really going to come into fruition after that. So it's, it really is going to take a minute Damn. to, like, ramp into the fullest potential, which obviously is a huge credit to them. But also the yeah. anticipation is so much fun. I love that we have to wait a whole week for another Mandalorian. And I was so excited when I found out that there's more of this Imagineering show. And, I, dude, the High School Musical is whack, but I'm going to keep watching it. And it just, <laughs> really? It just, really? Well, here's the thing. If, no, if nobody knows, it's not... It's, it's super self-aware. It's shot like The Office. And the story of the show is it's a real high school. And the they have a new theater teacher. And the theater teacher is like, I can't believe that the high school, that high school musical was shot at, has never done a production of high school musical. And they're really trying to be Mimi. And like they post on Instagram. It reminds me a little of American Vandal. They said the S word at the end. They bleeped it, but I was like, what the? So it's 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 easily made for people who 
watched High School Musical as a kid and are now like in high school and college. Right. Granted, right. it's the dumbest thing ever, and I would have never clicked on it if it wasn't for a meme ends with friends. But I did, <laughs> and I'm not necessarily that upset. I kind of want to watch it now. Yeah, it's really weird, and it's honestly kind of funny at times too. But it's like a meta show about High School Musical. Yeah, wow. it is. Uh huh. Wow. So, other okay. things on service? No, I mean, I agree with you that I I think that we're going to see it come into its own and far down the line. It's, you know, this is not a finished product. Mm-hmm. And the I don't think of streaming services re- really are ever finished products because yeah. they're just continuously changing over um, and trying to expand. So... I mean, I think that his that Bob Iger's comments really make sense there. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's my opinion. It's just um, what a start, I'm excited. you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a great yeah. start. It's and also we don't have to wait a week, Jake. We we get another Mandalorian episode on Friday. Are you kidding me? No, no, I'm not. I, that the was something ep- I was going to ask. The second episode is this Friday, and then it's weekly from Fridays. No, weekly on Fridays Dude, from then on. get through the school week, and you wow. get some Mando. Yeah. Wow. Um, what about everything? So is Friday the day that all Disney Plus shows come out? I'm not really sure. Oh, God, I can't I, work I just Fridays know that's anymore. When, <laughs> I just know that's when Mandalorian comes out. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. I'm. You guys are going to be hooked on this Imagineering I show. I forgot we're even do, they're it. even doing the Marvel shows. Like, there's so much more content Dude, so to come. so much Marvel. It's crazy. Yep. I already feel overwhelmed. Not in, like, a good way, though. Like, I... I never, I never bought Netflix or any like streaming service ever, but I'm like so ready to devote so much of my time to just <laughs> watching these shows. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. There goes my life. <laughs> yeah. There. <laughs> there goes my life. A Disney Plus story. <laughs> oh All right. Let's talk about Mandalorian, shall we? Oh, let's yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Uh. I really liked this episode. I really, I was expecting to like it, and I really, really loved this beginning. Um, it was exactly what I wanted it to be, and that was, you know, a small scale story with, um, you know, grit and twists and turns, and you know, kind of looking at the harsh side. You know, we it's been a long time since we've gotten to look at that dusty cantina yeah. in star wars and if ever. Uh, yeah and uh it's this is just a really cool you know peek back into that world um and i think this is definitely the story that uh dave filoni and john favreau wanted to tell and i'm very excited to see where it goes but that's like my overview thoughts mm-hmm. um if you guys also want to share Spencer. Oh. Well, uh, I really liked it too. I thought it was a very, very good pilot. Because a lot of pilots for shows suck. And this yes. one did not suck. It was a good pilot. Um, I have some thoughts about it. Um, but it was a very, very solid pilot. And it established the world. And you established the main character. And it, it was it was just fun. It, it felt... I'm was not excited for rise of skywalker well, i was but not too excited until like the trailer started coming out and then i got back into this huge star wars phase and it, it did feel very star wars that was one thing i was nervous about 
was that it would be yeah. almost so really? isolated, but it feels very Star Wars. Um, well, because like in the marketing and stuff, they promised this very like Western, this very space story. Western. Yeah. So I was and it like, definitely yeah. was a space Western. Definitely was, but it still felt like it was in the Star Wars universe. It didn't feel like. Oh yeah. It was not. Okay. Yeah. You know, that was my. I was a minor concern, but not not valid. Not a valid concern anymore. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on everything you guys just said. Um, the only kind of like critical thought I had moving forward is I I do have a lot of like questions and like weird concerns on how much I care about these guys and da da da. But after sleeping on it, I think that all of like the weird feelings I feel about the show were done by design. Like I yes. think that I'm supposed to feel weird about this guy because he's weird and he's not exactly like a straightforward character. He's he ambiguous. doesn't even take Is off his mask. Bad? We don't know yeah. what he looks like. Mm-hmm. That whole scene, we'll get into it. I'm actually hope that Lane, you know more about it than I do. Cause I, nothing. Um, when they melt down that like piece and then he gets that new like piece of armor on his shoulder, like what the hell's going on here? I don't, <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of things like I really had to pause the show a couple times and like backtrack what is happening, even though it's fairly straightforward. Yeah. Um, but I think it's done like that on purpose. It's not mm-hmm. to, every Star Wars movie. I feel like you get into the theater and it's just doing like five different things that I didn't think they would even come close to. It's doing. also a pilot. So, so I'm sure we'll get a lot of answers exactly. going forward. Exactly. Yeah. They definitely did a fantastic job at raising questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, introducing the idea of here's a character you don't know anything about essentially nothing about you know besides the besides you know his alien race you know we just know that he's a mandalorian that's essentially the only character characteristic we know about this guy that he's a mandalorian and because of that he's a bounty hunter and uh and he's the only one right or he's one of the only ones left well we know that he's there with his what they call it what did uh she call it a tribe I think she called it their tribe. Okay. So um, he has his tribe there and uh, he's, you know, a bounty hunter. And that's all we really know about him. Uh, and so we have a mysterious character. But then they also introduce the idea right at the end that he has some sort of heart of gold, you know, possibly. Or maybe he's just in it for something else that he knows that we don't. Um very so, yeah. extremely confused by the end. Not in a bad yeah. way. I, I thought the ending was great because I think it's difficult to follow a outright bad guy. And I don't even think in the original trilogy, um, Boba Fett isn't necessarily a villain. He just kind of does what the money tells him to do. Right. And right. I think that's an interesting protagonist. But I we do see with, I guess he's the Mandalorian. I almost called him Pedro Pascal because that's who plays him. But <laughs> the Mandalorian... Um, <laughs> Is he's we like see Pedro? He, yeah, it's Pedro. So Pedro, uh, <laughs> but yes, Pedro is he's like a bounty hunter. But yeah, he does seem like he also is just not a dick. Um, right. He's like that's a child, and I'm not going to kill it for no reason. Why am I going? Yeah. Why is my bounty a child? But they he said more it's confused fifty years old. He what? That's because it's wait. Are we going? Are we getting into spoilers? Do we already give a spoiler? Yeah, one? I no. said spoilers. Baby okay. Yoda. It's so, already out there. Baby Yoda. It's not, it's not Yoda. Well, it's not Yoda. It's it, not yeah, Yoda. but it is a Yoda. Well, it's it my is theory a, is it's the last of his species. Um, 
Yeah, well, that's an interesting theory. It's the same species as Yoda. Yeah. I forget the name of the species. They aren't I, named. I looked it up because I thought it was yeah, too, and too. they aren't named. They're super ambiguous. So I think it's cool that Dave Filoni oh, really? just like went for it with the pilot of this show. It's like, Damn. we're going to go into uh, this. <laughs> I totally thought that they had a name. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's it's Yoda's species. And uh, because, you know, Yoda died when he was 900 something. I believe because remember in in Return of the Jedi he's like yes what no yeah Return of the Jedi he's like nine hundred years old I am look uh, as good you yeah. were not yeah uh, and um, so he he bites it when he's like nine hundred but he just looks like an old an old little creature when he's nine hundred so, so obviously using, it takes them way right. longer to age but if he's still fifty years humans. old why is he in a crib and acting like an actual baby he's still been on. Alive for fifty years, and right, fifty years but they worth just, of experience. But they just age slower than than humans do. Okay, we like we could be like for us fifty is middle aged, mm-hmm. but and for you know in the Star Wars universe, most species fifty right. is middle aged. Well, even so Chewie's for, like two hundred according to Solo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. Chewie is like two hundred. So when he was you know what. I don't know, 10, like 10 for him would not be 10 for us. Okay. 10 for uh, yeah, him I would be so. much younger. It just, the, it, I mean, it didn't trip me up. Obviously I knew it was a baby. I knew that that, yeah, he's got the, you know, a bit of humanity in him. He's not straightforward, bad guy. I got it. And I'm super excited to see where it goes, but yeah. it he was killed done. Taika with TD. Dude, what the, so bummed because also, by the way, <laughs> we were watching that when they're like bouncing around through the desert on that crazy frog creature. Yeah. And I'm like, something funny really needs to happen because this is so yeah. weird and nobody's cracked a joke yet. And then they introduce Taika and I'm like, Oh, let's go. It's going to be great. I love that robot. But he died. Yeah. Do you think that think... all of those droids have Taika like nah, voice? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure another Taika droid is coming. Well, there's just, was there was one of the original of the trilogy, IG 88. It's just these IG droids right. are bounty hunters. That's just like how they oh, work. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. He's a bounty. That's what he calls. No, I knew that. I didn't know they were in the original says, trilogy. Yeah. IG 88. Yeah, yeah. There was one in the background of a scene. Mm. Okay. Uh, but he says bounty hunter droid when he sees him. I like um, that they have those so, little like cards almost where he's like, I'm part of the union and <laughs> the droid turns like, yeah, oh, that was sorry. Really cool. And that was yeah, such a fun scene. I was genuinely like it's the best scene in the episode. No doubt. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure that we're going to see another Taika with TD droid another another IG unit at some point in the show um Bill Burr has yet to make an appearance oh yeah right Um, well we got Nick Nolte and we got Werner Horst Nick Nolte yeah um I have spoken yeah yeah I have spoken uh and then the uh the actress who I believe who I believe is supposed to play a big role. I just can't remember her name. Yeah, right I know. Now. Yeah, I've um, seen but, the but one yeah, in she, the trailer that they're like high fiving. Yes, yeah. uh, she wasn't in the episode either. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm sure she'll probably be in the next one. Um, yeah, because I assume that she would get introduced pretty early on. Uh, but yeah, I as like a first episode, I think that they did a like saying what they did good i think that they did a great job like introducing a character and keeping him like shrouded in mystery you know but still letting you know enough about him to want to follow him right because i know that for me as a viewer 
it's really hard for me to get into a show or a movie if I just dislike the character. Of course. You know, if if I just like if I'm if I think that the character is an asshole or if I just don't really like the character, I just want to turn the thing off. And I know that some people are different um, and they can follow a character that they don't agree with or don't really like. But I'm just that's just me. So uh, I was very impressed with the way that they were able to craft that. Right. Um, I was I mean, really the, save the cat moment for yeah, this character right. was at the very end of the episode. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed with um like the lore, like the world building it kind of does. Um because yeah. like the lore of the Mandalorian, like for some reason, this is exactly why this is happening. Boba Fett was like <laughs> a supporting throwaway character of the original trilogy, but nerds latched onto him. Rightfully so. Yeah. He's cool looking. But like, yeah, I bet you he was yeah, not exactly. intended to be anything but a bounty hunter. But because he was so popular, we got Django in the prequels, and now we have this. And I think that like mystery and like the lore of like the Mandalorian are they a species? We said tribe earlier. Like uh, the Mandalorians are a species. Yeah, this this like type of person. Like even the Imperial guy, Werner Horstog is like I've only heard the or. You have the yeah, reputation. Yeah. It feels good to have a Mandalorian back on top. And then Nick Nolte's like, I've only heard the stories. Like, it really does a cool job of, like, what is up with these people? Like, they never take off yeah. their helmets. Like, they are just, like, brutal people. I don't know. I'm excited to see if we get more about them. Because even in the prequels, like, we don't get much from Django. And yeah, th- I thought it, I just thought it was funny. It was like, uh, never take off your helmets. And I was like, damn, Bobo's taking off his helmet all the time in the prequels. Yeah. Well, he was just little. Like, but was he a Mandalorian or was he like... No, the- not Boba. I meant Django. Oh, yeah. Django. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Hold on, get your things. That is some. That's uh, true. Actually, you're totally right. That is some. Uh, Hello. Conflicting information. Hello, is your father here? Yes. <laughs> oh God, not the kid, Boba. Can I come in? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was just. I have nothing but questions, but that's a good thing. Okay. I've never watched a show this way. The only like really serious and proper show I ever really tried to get into was Game of Thrones, and super enjoyed it. But obviously. It had, it had actually wrapped by the time I got started watching it. So I was able to watch like a season and a half completely at my own pace, where now I get to wait. But that's so much fun. Anticipation is just as fun as actually watching the show, clearly. I mean, we have a podcast devoted to talking about things we're excited to see and do before yeah, even yeah. doing them. <laughs> so. I, think, I think that a lot of people, I, I've talked to a lot of people are, who are both happy about it. Some of them are happy that they're doing the week by week thing, and some of them are you know, would rather it come out all at once. And for me, Star Wars, part of Star Wars has always been, or part of being a Star Wars fan, to be more precise, has always been uh, the anticipation factor and trying to figure out what's going to happen, you know? And I feel like getting it all at once, especially with a show we know pretty much nothing about, was, would have been a mistake. You know, one, I would have watched it all at once. And oh, yeah. uh, it would have felt just like a movie. It would have felt just like a movie. And then I would have been waiting until the second season and that would have been fine. But I I do. I love the anticipation building mm-hmm. between even between now and Friday. We get to have these know, fun conversations, when, you know, like exactly. I've, we get to think about, oh, what's going to happen? I What's going to happen with the little Yoda baby? Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 cool. Yeah. And here's the thing. If you're if you're that upset over, you know, like a return to the scheduled format of of TV and stories and things like that and just wait, give it give it a month and then you'll be able to you'll watch it all thing. in yeah. one night. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. So 
In theory, if you and, if you really are that devoted to it, then by all means, do it. Just stay yeah, off Twitter. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. First world problems. You know. Can I uh, can I give my full theory about little Yoda baby? Thing? Yeah, please. Yeah. I have go, nothing. Go ahead, I, I'm man. really excited to hear what you guys okay. think. So. The people who gave the Mandalorian that assignment are like Empire supporters or like residual Imperial people. Yeah. So mm. like that's like you walk in. They, I like the dusty stormtroopers. That felt very gritty. So cool. It was really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the guys like the Empire's fallen. Take these credits. And the Mandalorian's like, no, I don't take those. He's like, they're still good. He's like, I'm not taking credits or Imperial credits. So like we established that the Empire is still has like a shadow over the world. There, there's people who still stand by them. Okay. So these guys who are obviously like those people sent the Mandalorian to get this little baby species. And we know from the prequels, because I'm rewatching the prequels right now, there is a female Yoda named Yaddle who's like in a couple shots, but she's a Jedi too. So based upon that, actually, yes, based upon that being like the only information we have about this species, there were two of them and they both were Jedi masters. I'm going to assume that this species has like midichlorian count off the scale like Skywalkers. Like the Skywalker blood is same as like this species blood where they're like stupidly powerful with the force. So what if this guy who is like residual empire is still trying to execute order 66 and it's like that's like one of the last like force users we can eliminate because all that in this current timeline the only Jedi alive is Luke Skywalker and that little baby and they probably know that they can't um take out skywalker so they're probably aiming for, i don't know this is my theory that they're trying to eliminate it because his force count is probably off the scale that's my right. theory i don't know where they're gonna go with it but i think that's interesting if they're still gonna bring in some MP, like empire storylines in there or this could feed into rise of skywalker because you know i've seen a lot of people talking about that but there's just so much of a time gap narratively between this and and whatever's gonna happen in the last jedi where yeah i don't know why they would want to even they can plant them. seeds i don't know they may well yeah and star wars does that pretty often because if you have it, anything now associated with the empire post return of the jedi it's going to be associated with rise of skywalker because palpatine's in it um, yeah so that's my theory maybe it ties in i don't know but i think that's why they're sending him after um the little baby Right. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I didn't think of it like that deeply. I I, I didn't excited. think into it that much. Um I I suppose that it could be force sensitive. Um and that I guess that would make sense. When when I saw the uh stormtroopers and how like dirty they were, I assumed that they were either a like another gang that had just like found stormtrooper armor and kind of retrofitted it mm-hmm. to just take, you know, because this is what five years after the fall of the empire. But the guy um, um, is talking about how he wants to restore the order of things, and he's like, "Yeah, we'll put a Mandalorian like, on yeah. top." Like, it's very Isn't like that, I, yeah. I'm an empire I, supporter. I also thought that they might have been stormtroopers that survived and then just kind of hung around mm. and joined up with this guy, um, or that or possibly that they were stormtroopers who just never got who never found out that the war ended the galaxy you know because that's a thing that happens in real life and this is one and we live on one planet you know Mm -hmm. uh so if you're talking about a massive galaxy there is probably definitely some troops somewhere that didn't hear that the empire fell and that the war is over and are still fighting you know 
Um, so I think that that could have been a possibility. Uh, but it did seem like from what um, was being said in that scene that they were following him. And, uh, you know, I, I think that they probably joined up and found like a new leader in that guy after the fall of the Empire. I don't know. Um, and as for like why they want maybe Yoda, I, I have no fucking clue. I, <laughs> I have no guesses as to that. But I think that your theory is definitely could be valid. I I think that it's a valid theory. Um, I just have fun with it. I don't care if it's right or wrong. Yeah. It was fun to get into and think about. <laughs> this is the difference between me and people who hate The Last Jedi. I don't care that much. I just think it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's important not to care that much. When you start caring too much, it's no longer fun. Yeah. Then you're like setting yourself up to just like get angry. Mm -hmm. You're just setting yourself to be disappointed. (laughs) No one one wants to be angry. You want to like the thing you're watching. Don't want the Star Wars that wasn't. Want the Star Wars that is. That was a quote from a podcast I listened to. And I was like, I like that. Take what you don't. Don't be upset because it's not what you thought they would do. Accept what is. Heck yeah. That's like Yoda wisdom. Um, yeah, Yoda wisdom. <laughs> Some guy called. Uh, oh God, what was the guy who like saves him from the, from the uh, weird? Yeah, I don't remember his name. Nick Desert Nolte. creature. Nick Nolte. I, I don't remember uh, his actual character's name, but uh, <laughs> he was when he says, "I have spoken." <laughs> One of my friends turned to me and I was like, okay, bootleg Yoda. (laughs) He sounds exactly like Yoda. Yeah, he's like, I have spoken. (laughs) It's like, all right. His name is Quill. Quill the Ugnaught. Quill. Okay. Okay. I Googled it. There you go. I don't ever need that information again in my life. (laughs) Yeah. I bet you he'll be a recurring character, though. I don't think so, man. I think the show is just going to like have characters and episodes and then they'll just die or they'll be gone. Mm. Because it's about him. That's true. I don't know. Yeah, he's a lone wanderer. Exactly. He doesn't have friends. He's a Mandalorian, right. Jake. He's the man with no name. He's the Mandalorian. The to, Mandalorian. Uh, he travels through time. Dude, yeah. I've had that conversation. <laughs> Someone with dude, me I, off the mic. I was just thinking, <laughs> I, I really liked kind of how they did the same thing. In, they did this uh, in this episode where he's watching... Um, that other Mandalorian, you know, bang away at the metal to make that shoulder piece for him. And he's getting these flashbacks of his parents. Oh, that was odd. Yeah. We're going to um, get more of that, dude. But, we have to. but you can like see, you can almost like see how he's like feeling like through his helmet, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of weird how you can like feel his emotion, but without seeing his face. And that's like almost how I felt. Um, watching uh i think kylo ren for the first time in uh the force awakens how he was always wearing his mask in that movie until he eventually takes it off but you could almost like feel how he was feeling without uh him without him uh showing his face you know and also uh at the end of return of the jedi when you can clearly tell that vader's having this like emotional struggle when Luke is, you know, dying in front of him. And, uh, 
he's like trying to decide what to do but he's wearing this mask so you can't actually see his face but he's still like going through these emotions so i'm like i'm like ah there's a pattern here star wars likes uh their their masks but people still uh processing emotions it's like star wars likes to process emotions behind masks it's almost like it's a common theme yeah i understand that and that they've done that in the past and things it just obviously this is a tv show so it's hard to know you know it's just structured differently but it was i was watching because it was interesting i wasn't like oh I really am emotionally invested with this guy. And I have to assume around the midpoint of the season or whatever it is, it's going to be a big reveal when he takes the mask off and it's going to be, oh. But I don't know. It's hard for me to, knowing nothing about this guy, he does his one save the cat moment at the very end. It's not a knock on the show by any means. It's done like that by design. But... I still am very like, why do I care about him? I've, I don't, at a very basically human level, I don't even know what he looks like. And then I thought about it even more, you know, shows or movies, stories usually start with the ordinary world and then something crazy happens. But this show just start jumps right into the action. I guess maybe the ordinary worlds could be his adventure with the blue guy, just showing that he's capturing people back and forth always. Can I talk about that for two seconds? Yeah. But if you're going to say his dialogue was absurd. Uh, I thought that it was like a super slow start and yeah. I kind of was looking around like, uh, is anyone else hate <laughs> this guy? Cause I, Oh my I, God. I, he was so, annoying. well, he wasn't like annoying until he was like, fine, but yeah. it, when he was sitting in the back seat and he's like, I got to use the vacuum cruxer for my sphincter. I'm like, what the hell is going <laughs> on right now? <laughs> I did like what the payoff of that scene was, which was to show like he froze him in carbonite and he has all these people frozen in carbonite. Yeah. It's just supposed to be an introduction to how badass the Mandalorian is. And it, yeah. and it works for what it's going for. But that blue guy, just no, thank you. So annoying. <laughs> um, I was getting heavy, like, Yondu vibes from him. Yeah, Yondu's, well, his like, charming, is exactly the charismatic. Same. Yeah. This guy was like, oh, how much are they paying you? I gotta go take a pee. Let me in the back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hark, 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 hark. Oh, no, Carbonite. Fuck! And then he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool show, though. I'm really oh, yeah, excited to very continue cool watching show. it. But that guy... How did you guys, on a very basic level, how did you guys feel about the intro where they do, like, oh, the lights going across so Vader? So cool. And then I agree. They had uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO, and then they had Kylo Ren's mask, and then I think they had, like, a fighter helmet. And then... I think the very last one was the Mandalorian mask. Oh, okay. It was just... Yeah. It was great, and I'm glad we don't need a crawl. We don't need, like, a long time ago in a galaxy far away. I like that now no. we have a television logo for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, I'm, I'm with that. Yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, I assume that that will also be the intro logo for Kenobi. you know the Cassian Andor series mm-hmm. and whatnot. So excited! If I'm this, so, is, I mean, yeah, it's not a knock on Disney Plus. I'm just so excited for all of the stuff, and obviously they can't yeah. go to launch with everything. But Mandalorian was such a hit, and I'm I just am excited for more of the show and. Everything else. I mean, I'm I'm on. I was on the same page as you guys. I forgot that any of the Marvel shows were even coming out, let alone six of them. And they're supposedly going to tie into the movies just as much as everything else. And blah blah blah. It's really cool, and it's it's a it has allowed Disney, and 
I, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, however you look at it, for every other production company, because soon after this, Peacock is going to launch and HBO is going to launch and Apple TV Plus, I think, is already out. So yeah, um, every you can make anything. And I feel like every company is just kind of like throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks and what doesn't. It's a great time to be a creator. It's a great time for kids studying screenwriting, yeah. I'll tell you that much. Well, I think even in comparison to like an Apple TV Plus or anything, we've never seen a studio just put yeah, exactly. every single thing they've ever done on the internet. It's got the most it's content really of any weird. streaming service. It's crazy. That's why it's not even a service to me. It's the archives. It's uh-huh. it's everything besides Song of the South, which I did look up to see if it was there. It is not. Yeah, me too. Kind of bum low-key. I mean, it's, it's really racist. Right, yeah. Well, it's no bueno. I guess so. Like with Dumbo, you can put the little thing, which I'm glad they didn't edit Dumbo. They didn't edit Dumbo. Oh, is that true? Yes, I, they I put didn't a delete. little thing that said oh. some of these depictions are culturally insensitive. This was made this year, and that's exactly how you should do that. Don't edit the film. Just be aware, like, hey, there are some bits in this that did not yeah. age. There we wow. go. Yeah. But no Song of the South. But I think Song of the South is probably too much to that's do. That's fine. That. It doesn't that, that uh, Did they put that disclaimer in front of Peter Pan? <laughs> Tinkerbell man, she's bringing <laughs> bringing people back years. <laughs> what about I'm uh, Tinkerbell's fantastic. What about uh, Lady and the Tramp? We are Siamese, if you please. Yeah, I have not seen. I'm actually going to watch that movie. I'm going to do it. You're going to watch the live action Lady and the Tramp. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Wow. You heard it here first. Good luck folks. with that. I might watch it if I'm bored. Yeah. yeah. But. Uh, yeah, uh, let me know how that goes for you. I'll give you guys my in-depth review. Yeah, Good. please. So, quick special edition question. Not that I don't know how you guys would know the answer, but yeah. on something like the Forky Show, and uh, I guess just Forky, literally just Forky. This is the most specific question of all time. But the cover art for Forky is like Forky explains money. And that was on my watch list because I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to watch it. And I did. It was only three minutes. Is the next one going to be like a whole new title card and a whole new thing? Is it going to be like a yeah, series? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it's even a series. I think it's going to be little shorts they release every now and then. Right. Yeah, because the Pixar shorts are all like they aren't all in the same. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're a show. You know, it's they're all their own thing. Like Float is its own I don't know what you call it. Mm-hmm. Show. It's its own little title. Like yeah. It's own yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, you have to click on it on its own. Like, there's no Pixar shorts uh, section. Yeah. You know, like, there's a, like, you can go to a set, you can search Pixar shorts, and there's, like, a section of them, but you can't, um, like, like turn on, on a movie and then once. it just plays them all. Right. Yeah. You can't, you can't play them all on, like, autoplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so you have to go searching for, like, which one specifically you so want. So that's and why. I assume that, yeah. I assume that that's how the Forky ones are also going to be, uh, because each one is probably going to be a bit different. But, yeah, it seems yeah. like it. Yeah, my thing, I mean, the, with the Forky, it's not even worth really. T- it's, it was only a three-minute thing. And I watched it, and I was excited, and it was funny enough. But um, my only thought leaving it was, like, if I if this popped up on my YouTube, I would have never clicked on it. But because yeah. it's a uh, Disney Plus, I'm like, oh, cool, the new Pixar thing. But if if I just saw that like normally, like I followed Pixar on YouTube for a while. It's actually a great subscription if you guys or anybody else wants to. They make really cute stuff. But the I've seen like great, all man. they post all these like Spark shorts, 
all the time. Yeah. And I've watched like Which maybe, are now all yeah, exactly. on Disney Plus. Oh. But on Disney Plus, I feel obligated, not obligated, but like I'm, I'm excited to watch them. But they, they've been popping up on my YouTube for forever and I never click on them. <laughs> for the first time so I don't in know forever? if it's a testament to marketing or what, <laughs> but they did a good job of getting me excited for things I wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. Speaking of the first time in forever, Frozen 2 is coming up here fast. Oh. Yeah. I, uh, I put up my holiday that. decorations yesterday. Oh, God. And uh, on top Wait, of my what, Christmas really? tree, some people have stars, other angels. I have a little Elsa. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm excited, man. I think the thing I took away from that is that your Christmas tree is already up. Yeah, it is. What's up? That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. You wow. got uh, a problem with it? <laughs> no. no. Do you, just do you hate Christmas Lane? No, I love Christmas. Yeah. So, uh, just not really sound like stay in our lane. I love Christmas, <laughs> just not before the other holiday that comes before it. I got impatient yeah, I and I took Halloween down <laughs> and my house looked sad and I was like, I got to do something. That's true. This is the best time of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the holiday season. Another thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, just because it was honestly, it was a discussion that I had in class the other day. And I just thought it was really interesting. Um, our teacher turned on a interview with the like chief creative guy, content guy at Netflix. And it was basically him talking about their strategies moving forward with what with how Netflix is going to move in the next couple years. And then, you know, kind of like, if they're worried about a, like so much more competition in the market, Disney is the first one, but everybody is going to do it. And their content is everybody is pulling their content from Netflix. So yeah. I thought something that was really interesting was the Netflix guy was like, I was surprised that Disney sold us their things. Like he was like, I don't know why everybody didn't start doing what we did right when they figured out it was popular instead of making their own, you know, Netflix signed the deal or Disney signed a deal with Netflix. Um, I don't know who else did, but you know, like they contract out a bunch of movies, but he said this one thing that kind of irked me and I wanted to see, get your guys' take on. It's not exactly Disney, but the whole thing happened because of Disney plus where the woman interviewing this guy was like, how do you, kind of like go about that like the office and friends have had such a like a resurgence thanks to netflix but now they're getting pulled and going to their own respective you know like streaming services like how are you going to do that and the netflix guy goes well it's not only a testament to how great those shows are but also to netflix netflix gave the office a platform to become popular again and the reason it did is because people logged on to Netflix and they kind of found each other mutually. But everybody's got a Netflix. Not everybody's got this and that. So I think Netflix is fine. And I sat there and listened to that. And I'm like, dude, this guy's so out of touch because um, I didn't think he was right at all. I think that people, if everybody is pulling their content from Netflix, so the Netflix is just going to have their originals and we're stuck watching Tall Girl and the same Stranger Things show four times in a row. I don't think that I genuinely don't think that Netflix has much of a chance, even just now with something like Disney Plus, let alone Peacock, HBO, and everybody else who's doing this. I don't think I don't think that Netflix can last within the next like two or three years if they keep moving the way that they are. I think um, like you said, Disney doing this has now changed the complete trend of it. Universal will make one. WB will make one. Right. 
all these studios will upload all their content and they'll basically just have their archives online and a Netflix, Hulu, Prime TV, all that's going to crash because why would you do it? Um, yeah. Like if nothing's going to be there. And yes, like that to me, that comment's very like in denial. Like they're not going to come out and say, oh yeah, we're screwed. Um, yeah, exactly. He wants to somehow spin it positively. But if you think people, I've been reading a lot online, people have this idea that this original content on Netflix is so strong. Stranger Things, Black Mirror. Yeah, that's it. Everything else has been garbage. Like Netflix routinely makes these movies that are like Bird Box is terrible, but it was this huge phenomenon because it's on Netflix. If Netflix loses its significance, nobody's going to watch that stuff. Like Netflix became like a meme too. like Netflix and chill. Like it took on this life of its own, not because of Netflix, because of The Office and Friends. So that guy's totally wrong. Um, The Office and Friends never lost popularity. Like they were always popular shows. It gave them a platform to watch yep. it again. But once you pull them, I mean, I'm sure Netflix has already seen a decline in sales. I'm assuming so. But like, yeah, their original content yeah, is have. not this thing that people are going to keep coming for. Like Stranger Things and Black Mirror. And even then, like people didn't really like the last season of Stranger Things. Or that was two. Maybe that was two. I don't know. But I've also heard the new Black Mirror is not very good. So Yeah, something I thought was kind of cool, like peeling back the curtain and how you said you know, getting a Disney plus is like opening up the vault is Disney had been like preparing for this day, like ever since I got, got into office, which is so weird. Well, this is like but his like, big thing. He said that many times. Yeah, but even like before the thesis. idea, yes, it is. And this is going to be the thing that he'll be remembered for. Yeah. But, um, you know, like even like a decade ago when Disney was working with Miramax, when they owned Miramax and then when they bought, when they started working with and bought Pixar and bought Lucasfilm and bought Marvel, they were building and building and building their catalog seemingly for this, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I don't like, know. I just... What else? He, they, Marvel, Star Wars, like Pixar, a lot of these... You're right. Probably most of those acquisitions... I mean, not entirely for Disney Plus. I mean, they're just great IPs to have, but they were they were yeah, probably well, I would like, assume highly motivated. Well, that was the thing that people talked about was he was buying content for Disney Plus just to pad the mm-hmm. service. Um, yeah, it's but even like subconsciously, like they started working with companies and working with, and it was a complete uh, like one eighty from how they were operating under Eisner. Eisner yeah. really liked to keep everything in house and really trust Disney to do Disney and blah blah blah. Iger's philosophy is at it. Yeah, exactly. If you can't but, beat him, join him. And the second that started Which is not bad. I mean, he's been highly successful. Of course. And they were just building and building a stronger and bigger catalog for yesterday when they're able to drop everything for $7 a month. And I mean, like, it's just crazy to think that that's kind of like the culmination of like 80 years of a production company has like brought us to here. Yeah. Lanopotamus. The man and his What mouse. do you think of Netflix? <laughs> I uh, so I agree and I disagree with what that fella said. I uh, I agree mostly, I guess that that Netflix was successful in giving people a an easy way to access um, shows like The Office and Friends, yeah, old old sitcoms, you know, um. But also, anyone who wanted to watch those shows could turn on TBS at 3 p.m., you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or Nick at Night, you know? Uh, 
but also uh so yeah i'll give them that uh the part where i don't agree is that i've been thinking a lot recently about this whole streaming wars thing and a lot of it is gonna just we'll have to see how it goes and but i agree in that i don't think that netflix has too many legs to stand on if they let all of the all of the content go to the point where it's just their original stuff um because most of their original stuff is kind of shit yeah uh because they've got and we've talked about this before you and i um you know they've got a few cultural phenomenons they've got stranger things uh which i which i thought which i personally thought the first season was was good the second season in my opinion was pretty bad and then i thought the third season was uh <laughs> and then i just i really hated how how uh you know they really uh got into the marketing and um you know we're like we can sell this in the third season like i'm pretty sure i saw every like i saw so many people in uh the like the ice cream parlor costumes from yeah. stranger things 3 uh this this halloween and like that was just really kind of crazy to me that they're just like and they had t-shirts and they had a they had a fucking video game for stranger things 3 they made the third season into a video game wow. like it like they were just like selling it as much as they, they were just trying to make as much money as they could um and that really bugged me and uh they've so they've got that they've got black mirror which is apparently the last season or two have been kind of on the down slip like you've said um and then they've got a few others they've the crown is supposed to be very very good uh you know like there's there's some shows on there that are supposed to be very 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 good um you know cultural you know cultural phenomenons that win awards and uh but there's a lot of other shows um i think dark is supposed to be very good uh narcos very good um but you know there's a lot of shows that are also and movies that are also bad you know there's a lot of things that they green light that it's just like why would you do this and i think that a lot of it is to just kind of like pad mm -hmm. um themselves to just kind of show like look how much we make um even if it's stuff that people would never you just, really you can't watch. run out of content right and uh yeah, and I I think that's kind of what bugs me about Netflix. And um, yeah, if you're so in terms of like how much they're making compared to Disney, yeah, they're producing as a, they're producing a fine amount of content, um, original content, you know, compared to like the Disney Plus originals and whatnot. Yeah, they're fine, but in terms of quality, that's yet to be seen because. The Mandalorian is obviously fantastic thus far, you know, in terms of quality. Uh, and uh, we'll just have to see how it goes from here. We've only seen one episode. Um, we haven't. S I mean, they've, there's a few other originals that launched, um, but there are many that we haven't seen yet. Uh, so I think it's, you know, if we're just talking Disney versus Netflix and we're 
not talking about Amazon mm. or Hulu, which Disney also owns yeah. most of now. Um, but uh, if we're not talking about them and other streaming services, services, then like I think that it's just kind of like who has the best quality content um, for the longest amount of time, and it's kind of just one of one of them will probably get weaned out in the end. Um, I think that it will be hard to dismantle Netflix, um, and I, but I definitely could see it happening, um, based on if, like you said, if they continue to go the route that they're going, um, continuing to put out like a lot of originals, um, some of them being very good, but a lot of them being things that really no one you know latches on to it kind of uh yeah reminds me sort of of like a myspace facebook kind of thing where there was like right very very early on social media and netflix is not early on but they were the one that kind of started it all and they were a game changer at the time but i do legitimately think that disney plus is a game changer um i think a studio uploading everything like that um for there's like 80 years of content on there now um and i think it's something that i don't i mean obviously netflix isn't going to die anytime soon and they may not die they may just float based on their original content um but i think this is a changing of the tides if that makes sense as far as like where these kind of services are going to go um because if if every studio pulls all their content from netflix like what you have left is is like you said there's, there's some quality shows on there but does that justify like a family of four spending money or like a, a family, not a four, I don't know why I was so specific, but a family um, <laughs> putting money into a service, are they going to choose the one with all the movies their kids like and like some cool program for them to watch? Or are they going to spend both subscriptions so they can watch a few of the shows they hear are good online? Like, I don't know. Um, especially with our current like economic status and the United States specifically, but even in the world, like, I don't know. Are people going to pay for both? Are they going to pick one? Because if my mind, I feel like a family would probably pick the Disney one. They're a more trusted company. It's going to be a lot safer kids wise. I don't know. There's a lot of things will be, it's going to be very interesting moving forward on what happens. But I do think that yesterday or two days ago, it was kind of like a day that will be remembered in, in his, in the history of streaming content and just Hollywood in general. It was a game changer. Did they confirm that there's nothing over PG-13 that's going to be on Disney Plus? The Simpsons is. The, the Simpsons is TV-14. Uh, well, I don't I know. know that I wish... Disney put Family Guy and all the more adult cartoons on Hulu. Um, yeah, it's such a bummer. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that Disney Plus is confirmed to have nothing over the rating of PG-13. Yeah. They may even, when they eventually own all of Hulu, change the name to like... Buena Vista Plus or something like some of the one of those like, <laughs> adultish studios Disney owns instead of having it be the Hulu yeah. name because what it's going to become is just where Disney dumps its adult programming. That's what's going to happen. You, if you buy the um, bundle, Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN, which by the way seems like a great deal, but it's, it it is a really good deal if you need all those. Yeah, exactly. But um, it's all on Hulu. So like this really, yeah, it just looks, you type in hulu.com and then the Mandalorian is on Hulu 
and everything is oh, on wow. Hulu. Yeah, isn't that so you weird? You gotta pay that Disney Plus price. Of that course. makes sense though, because because they're doing ESPN Plus through they would do ESPN Plus through Hulu because Hulu live has sports. live live yeah. live sports mm-hmm. and live TV. So, I mean, that's gonna become people's ads. cable Hulu package. Hulu has live sports. Yeah, that's so annoying. That's Felt gonna become people's it. cable package. Is that package? They're gonna spend that yeah. one price and, and a month. And that's an incredible deal. And it's an incredible. If my deal. family, yeah, if my family didn't have ESPN, you know, through Directv, and I'm just. I don't know whose Hulu I'm even signed into, but my Roku is signed into somebody's Hulu. Uh, <laughs> easily, I mean, that's what you have to get. That's for twelve dollars a month. You have sports, Hulu, which by the way has pretty much everything you're gonna want to watch. Yeah. And Disney, which already has everything I want to watch. So the literal only things that are not on there are the Netflix exclusives and I news broadcasts, which is the only reason network TV is probably gonna yeah, stay that's alive. True. But by the Disney's ABC, so it's a matter of time until that gets. Before they make well. ABC an exclusive thing on Disney yeah. Plus, what if Disney pulled ESPN I, uh, from the networks and you had to subscribe? I mean, they're not going to do that anytime soon because so many people with cable packages and contracts and stuff. What if in the future they let those contracts lapse and they pull Disney ESPN and it's only a Hulu Disney Plus package thing? I guarantee mm-hmm. you, a I lot mean, of cable sales go by. Like someone like my yeah, dad I mean, who doesn't yeah, watch like so, TV. So many people. So many people don't want you even use cable anymore yeah. like i don't know my i use mlb tv to watch baseball yeah. mm-hmm. you know like i i don't and like even with uh when i do have to watch the occasional um red sox game because it's here and it's not far away uh so like mlb tv forces me to watch it on a local channel um then i just use uh xfinity which i get through the school oh, so wow. Um, it's like it's still not cable. Yeah, you know. Right. Well, even just um, networks in general might just kind of lapse. You know, like on like a. Yeah, that's weird to think yeah. about. I don't know if I'm ready to uh, think about that. But that that is when Iger was Grant, like, that's it's an not idea a introduced game, because a, of this. That's Grandpa that's Spen- what we're going for. <laughs> that's that's Grandpa the, Spencer's like I was alive when there was when there was still cable. I remember I, NBC on the TV. <laughs> It's oh my god. There will always be like local news because there will always need to be, you know, like um there always needs to be like a local there's a most random example I could have chose, but like a Tampa Bay. There's gonna need to be like always Why a Tampa news. Bay. I don't know, it's just a Tampa random needs place their I news. thought of. TV. You know, they need their weather and then they need to broadcast the Buccaneers. Things games to know when it's gonna be stupidly humid outside. But oh yeah, god. exactly. But True, a nationwide it's not needed, at least for entertainment. And then, by the way, there's only, it's ESPN and Fox Sports. And by the way, Disney already tried to buy Fox Sports. So it's it's like there's just these handful yeah, of I things. I actually I learned a bit more about that. I was in my uh, um, cultural economics class today, and we had a okay. guest lecturer oh, talking about talking about um, film economics mm. and. Uh, yeah, it just sounded real smart saying all that. I said I said I said economics twice in one sentence. Look at me. Uh, anyway, he was talking about um, how Disney tried to buy was you know basically negotiating buying Fox Sports, but then um, it was blocked by the government. You know, uh, right. the trade the trade commission, I think. Um, uh, maybe not the trade commission. I don't know. Oh, you know, one of those oversights. And uh, it was blocked, though, because 
basically Fox Sports and ESPN are like the two main competitors in sports broadcasting and journalism. And if they had merged those two, then it would have just been a monopoly mm-hmm. and in, in sports broadcasting. And so that's why that's one of the reasons why Disney did not get any of like the Fox um, journalism portion. But also um, there was a lot of worries over like merging local uh news with disney and that sort of thing um which is another reason and uh and also i you know disney did not want fox news let's be honest yeah no i I just say all that to say like these big national news things like an abc which is just like the broad nationwide news nbc fox any of those those will be lumped into these streaming packages Mm -hmm. and sports is already only Exactly. And sports is already only on ESPN or Fox. So you just get one of the two or both. Well, even like another Universal is owned by NBC. And everything Comcast is owned by NBC. It's all one parent. So if they just make it. Sorry. No, you were talking. I was jumping in. (laughs) If they make an NBC service, it's all there. They make an AT&T service who owns Time Warner. It's all there. And then Time Warner owns like all these individual TV production companies. Like it, things are a uh, change is afoot. Change yeah, in is five afoot. years. The yeah. entertainment landscape is going to be completely different. So radically and it is different just now. And by the way, two days ago, it looked completely different. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah, With there is, you know, another, another it. issue with, with the news merger was that there was a lot of, you know, it would not have worked well to try to merge Fox News with ABC News. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No. Was, of course not. Was Ideally, they would have just so fired everyone what... from Fox News and said, "Good luck." <laughs> yeah, I bet you know, the person at one point. Yeah, um, but you know, the the government was like, "You can't do that." Because <laughs> monop- monopoly. Because monopoly. <laughs> Which yeah. whatever. Probably for the better. Yeah, whatever. I'll do whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, got, can't have monopolies. Uh, anyway, we need we're, we're good with our oligopoly film <laughs> system. I will take my anyway. uh, my current the current five companies managing the entire film system. Yeah, literally, it used to be way more. It used to be six. Oh. Um. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> any last minute? Um. Uh, I guess comments or critiques. I feel like Disney the Plus. last really... bit of this conversation became like when people first went to space, where we're like, oh the final frontier. Oh, yeah. the what? <laughs> like the final frontier. I everything's like... different, and it's like it's weird. Like it feels dramatic, but also it doesn't. <laughs> we're uh, we're in we're in the twilight zone, everyone. Yeah. Oh my god. I guess another. Subtle thing, but, you know, to continue talking about the comparisons between something as specific as Netflix is anybody can make their own content. I mean, at the end of the day, people make the show or movie and then they figure out who, how it's going to get distributed. Going to go to theaters? Is it going to go to Disney, Netflix? So whatever it is, the movie was already going to be made the way it was. But just looking at something as dumb as this Noel movie which is on Disney Plus. I'm not going to watch it. You going to watch that? No. Oh, you dude. should. No. Why not? You apparently have all the time <laughs> yeah. to watch Disney You're Plus content. You're watching the musical, the series. The thing is, I, just watching the trailer, 
That movie could have easily gone to theaters and have been a decent enough. Well, hit. it was that was supposed to, but then it was like apparently so bad that they decided to release it on Disney Plus. Right. But Noel was originally supposed to release in theaters. Yeah, that's what I've heard. All I know is that something as I would have never clicked, not even watched the trailer if that was something on Netflix because um, it actually. It doesn't look good by any means, but like it's an actually competent movie with like the effects look good and it looks like it's in HD and it just looks like a well-made movie. And like Bill Hader, right? Yeah, and Bill Hader. (laughs) But any run-of-the-mill Netflix original, even Hulu, honestly, besides like Handmaid's Tale, they just it's very clear that it's like a video-on-demand type thing. It just has a clear drop off. If you like direct to DVD movies back in like the 2000s. Exactly. It just has like a clear drop off of content. Yeah. It's like they, you can tell that they really care about something like Black Mirror, Stranger Things, and then they just need to make as many random things because they knew that this day was going to come when Disney and Apple were going to steal the show. But just on these run of the mill random originals, it looks like Disney just put more of an emphasis of quality onto it, which is clearly not, um, you know, something Disney isn't used to. They always do that, even in small little things. It seems like they do want to give it like a Disney feel where something like Netflix doesn't have that. It just doesn't like they it feels like they just greenlight anything that people pitch to them because they're desperate for content. Netflix didn't have 80 years of gaining consumer trust. And that's it. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's why that's it, it. it's not going to last. It's the name Disney. Think. Yep. Period. Like, that's it. Like, it's just they spend so, they've been around for so long. They've stood the test of time, gaining the trust of Do everyone. you guys know that most of Netflix's sales still come from male DVD rentals? Are you joking? Actually. Well, they can't be making that much money yeah. how low their price is. It's not no, low. their price it's, is it's, so low. They're massively in debt. I knew, I know that. Um, or at least last I last I heard, I know they were Spotify doesn't make any money either because it's so cheap. Wow. Yeah. Last I last I heard, Netflix was like massively in debt because I mean their model makes no sense. It's like Movie Pass, where it's like, yeah, yeah, give us a small amount of money and we'll just give you this massively. It's not expensive like Disney content. Plus, where they're literally uh, losing nothing because they own everything. Mm-hmm. They're not contracting yeah. programs or exactly. Like, they own it all, so they're like, hey pay us and we'll just like let you watch these things we have in our house that's kind of what it is yeah yeah um and then but yeah i that's been like a a data a piece of data for like a while now is that netflix is still i don't know about still but at least a a couple years ago they were still making more money from male dvd rentals than they were from anything my grandpa still does it he gets them in the mail. Yeah, he likes my, to go get his DVDs when he gets his mail. My grandma still does yeah. it, too. I guess more power to you. It's like having a library card. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I, don't, I don't have an opinion on that one way or the other. Go for it. Uh, hey, it killed Blockbuster. Maybe it can kill Disney. I, I don't <laughs> I don't know about that. Wow. That'd be crazy. I miss Blockbuster. No, Redbox killed Blockbuster. Then Netflix killed Redbox. And now Disney killed Netflix. Hey man, there's still a Redbox every once in a while. Redbox has its own streaming service. Oh my god, do they exactly? There's Redbox Originals. <sighs> Jesus Christ. My best Luke Skywalker voice. It's time for Redbox to end. 
All right, well, on that note, I think we will end things off here for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Disney Deconstructed Podcast. And if you would like to support our program, you can certainly do that by going on the podcast service that you are currently using and giving us a thumbs up, five stars, two mouse ears, or whatever qualifies as a good rating to you. And while you're there, make sure to check out the rest of the Deconstructed Podcast Network. And hey, guess what? We are also on Twitter. So feel free to follow us at Lane Calder, at Jake Moody 98 and at Spencer Bennett 7. You can also spread the word by telling a friend about our show and help us grow our small community of Disney fanatics. Again, thank you for listening and we'll see you with more Disney news real, real soon here. You'll see us real soon. <laughs> Writing and producing for this episode of the Disney Deconstructed Podcast was done by my two co-hosts, Jake Moody and Spencer Bennett and myself, Lane Calder. Editing was done by Lane Calder. The music for our program was composed by Brandon LaBelle. The font for our logo was designed by Edward Pinkava. Our beautiful faces were drawn by Sarah Bermudez. Thanks for joining us, and go have yourself a zippity doo day.